Welcome to the Eat Out podcast, an extension of our Facebook communities, bringing together food lovers from all over Spain and beyond to share the best places to eat and drink. I'm Valentina, your host, and I cannot wait for you to listen to what I have in store. I hope you're not hungry. In this season's episodes, I will be talking to our community members and business owners in Madrid about who they are, why they have a passion for food, and how they are coping during the coronavirus outbreak and much more. On today's episode, I'm joined by Tamara Cohen, co-owner of Mazal, a New York-inspired bagel shop and cafe that offers fresh handmade bagels, coffees and pastries. Find out how she went from making pumpkin pies in her toaster oven at home, launching a full-time online business selling cookies, cakes and bagels, to having her own cafe with her boyfriend Luis here in Madrid, giving people a little piece of home in the city and a place where they could find a community. Hello Tamara, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm very busy and today is my one day off per week to kind of get things under control. So doing well and hanging in there. Perfect. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and a bit about Mazel Bagels. So as you said, my name is Tamara and I moved to Madrid in 2015 to come here to be a language assistant. And I came here with the plan to stay for one year, to stay basically for nine months and work in a school. And within a year, I had started this little business online and that business was called Bruja's Bakery. So I started that in 2015 as a pumpkin pie business. And then by 2016, it was a whole website. And in the last five years, it's developed into a full-blown business from Bruja's Bakery to Masal Bagels, which is our little bagel shop that we just opened in January. And so it's the brick and mortar version of what I was doing online. Wow. So that's been a huge journey for you to go from being a language assistant to then having this online business out of your home. And then suddenly this huge space where not only you could make all these amazing things that you're making but also have people come in and enjoy the space oh my gosh it's incredible I I still wake up and think about I don't know how I have a business here if you had told me that this would happen five years ago I would not have believed you even two years ago or a year ago it wasn't something that okay maybe it'll happen one day but to that it's a reality now is insane for me it's really crazy because I started this as kind of just a hobby and something that okay, people like what I'm doing and they're buying these bagels that I'm making in my oven at home and originally my toaster oven. And it was a small little thing. And then it became a full-time job for me. And now to have an actual cafe that I can call mine is unbelievable, completely unbelievable. So it's been quite the journey, ups and downs, but we're happy. We're so happy that we're where we are. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it. So by the name Mazel Bagel, obviously you make bagels, but there's not just bagels that you make. Tell us a little bit about all the different things that you make and sell. So at Mazel, it's mostly a bagel shop because that's what I was doing with Bruja's Bakery. It was like 90% bagels and then cookies and cakes. And so when we opened this, I really wanted to go with the bagel shop theme, but also to have the American vibe there. So, you know, we have American style chocolate chip cookies. We have these cakes that we make for people's birthdays and anniversaries and bagel sandwiches, coffees, and all of those types of things, because I wanted to go with the cozy coffee shop, American bagel shop kind of situation. So 
we stick with things that people know from home that remind them of comfort and, you know, a place where people can kind of be there and be at home, have a community and place to connect with other people and meet their friends. So we kind of take it day by day, every day. My boyfriend and I, Luis, were the ones that we started this and we opened it and we continuously talk about new things that we can have there and new products that will bring people in and make people excited to come visit. So it just depends on the season, depends what we feel like making. And I'm going to keep going that American vibe. So during the summer, the menu will change a little bit versus during the year. So we'll see how it evolves. It's definitely evolved since I started Blue House Bakery and it will continue to evolve as people kind of tell us what they want, what they're looking for and what happens. Now, the name change from Bruja's Bakery to <laughs> Mazel's Bagel. I know a little bit about the backstory. Your boyfriend used to call you Bruja. Is that right? <laughs> he still calls me Bruja, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for people that don't necessarily understand Spanish that well, explain to everyone what that kind of roughly translates to. So Bruja translates to witch. And I know that sounds awful and that you're thinking I should break up with him immediately. But where that comes from is that when I, the first year I was here, my roommates and I for Halloween, we all dressed up and we went out and I dressed up as a witch. And I had met Luis just a couple weeks earlier. And from that night on, he's called me Bruja. And to this day, he still calls me Bruja. So when I started baking and, and selling things from home, we kind of jokingly called it Bruja's Bakery. And so when I made my first website, I just put it as brujasbakery.com. And it stuck. And that became my online presence for my website and for Instagram. But I wanted to change the name when we opened a, a brick and mortar shop. And why Mazel? What's the story behind that? So Mazel, it's like, uh, if you've ever heard the word Mazel or Mazel Tov in Hebrew, mm-hmm. and it means luck. And, you know, with Bruja's Bakery, the name it was great for Instagram. It was great for online, but I didn't love it for a physical store. Um, I wanted something that had a little bit of meaning to me and to other people and something that was easy for people to pronounce whether they understood the meaning or not and something short and that sounded nice. So it took me a long time to come up with a name and I asked my family and I asked my friends and my mom actually suggested Masal because Masal, as I said, it means luck, but it's usually spelled M-A-Z-E-L and we spell it M-A-Z-A-L with an accent on the second A and it's the Sephardic pronunciation of Masal. So I, my family is Sephardic meaning that they originally came from Spain. And in the last couple of years, I've gotten Spanish citizenship. So I wanted through my Sephardic ancestry. So I wanted something kind of tied my story into this business and had a meaning. And so when people come in and they say Mazel Tov, which means good luck or congratulations, it's like they get it. But then other people also just say like, you know, the name sounds nice. It's nice and short. So I wanted a little bit of both worlds there. And when my mom suggested it, I knew it was the, the name that we were going to go with. And so far, so good. I'm still happy with it. No, I think that's great. I think the name is really important, especially to kind of tell your story about what it is you sell or who you are, the people behind it. So the fact that your mom was able to come up with the name and it really resonates with you, I think is really nice. Exactly. We wanted something short, easy to pronounce in English and in Spanish and just easy to recognize. Uh, So it worked out perfectly for us. Perfect. So let's talk about the art of bagel making. And my question is, was there a point when you realized that you love to eat bagels or like how did this all kind of come about to you now having this shop 
where you're making hundreds of bagels on a daily basis for people all over Madrid? Well, first of all, I would say who doesn't love eating bagels? I think I've always loved eating bagels. Maybe now, ironically, a little bit less. I still eat them daily, but now I kind of just eat them in bits here and there, and I never really sit down to enjoy a bagel. But bagels have always been a part of my life. You know, growing up on the East Coast in the U.S., I'm from Philadelphia, so bagels are a part of Saturday morning breakfast. There's a special family event. We have a bagel brunch. If someone dies, there's bagels. My family, we're Jewish, and food is always a part of everything. And especially, you know, a bagel brunch is very traditional. So bagels have been a part of my life. We have a family neighborhood bagel shop where we always bought our bagels. My parents still go there. So as far back as I can remember, that would be a typical breakfast for us and a very typical family meal. So when I came to Spain and I started Bruja's Bakery, it originally started as just pumpkin pies. And it came from, I grew up that my mom always made everything from scratch. We never settled to take something out of a box and put it in the oven, which I definitely do now, but my mom didn't. And so when I moved here and I really wanted a pie for Thanksgiving and I didn't know where to get one, I decided I would make one. I had never made one. And I made one in my toaster oven in my little apartment in Lava Pies. And it came out well. And I thought, huh, I could maybe sell these. And so I put an ad on Facebook, actually. And I thought, okay, if five people buy them, it's a success. And that first year I sold 35 pies out of my toaster wow. oven and it was insane. I'd never expected it. So the next year I thought I can't do this anymore on Facebook. I'm going to make a website. And I made a website and I had pies and it went really well. But then after Thanksgiving, nobody buys pies. So I added cookies and cakes and different things like that. And I was just adding anything that I would make and it came out well, I added it to the website. And so when I decided, where am I going to get bagels in Madrid? You know, that's something that reminds me of home. It brings me the comfort and feeling of family. And the only bagels people could, were talking about online at the time were the ones from Taste of America. And they're good, but I wanted that real East Coast bagel. So I set out and I made them myself. And I, what makes a bagel a bagel is you boil it. And I only had a pot that could fit one bagel. I boiled my one bagel at a time. I baked the bagels in the toaster oven. And they came out, I thought they came out amazingly. And now I look back and they were awful, but I put them on my website and some friends and people who knew me were started to buy them. And then someone actually posted your group, Eat Out Madrid, that they were the best bagels that they had had in Europe or something like that. And from there it took off. It, I mean, not in a huge, huge way, but in a way that it became a part-time thing for me. And from there, I was working part-time and doing the bagels here and there because I was doing it at home. And in there somewhere, I did move into a new place that had an oven. I was no longer doing it in a toaster oven. And I was doing that for a full year. So the whole year making bagels and eventually became my full-time job, making bagels, making six at a time in our mixer and boiling three at a time in the pot and then baking 12 at a time. So it's a two-day process. And that was all throughout 2019. And here we are, 2020. It took about a year to find a place. Wow, that is a journey. Now, for those listening right now, if you're not based in Spain, sometimes ovens are like a luxury in many apartments. So when you hear Tamara talking about a toaster oven, sometimes that's all you have. It's not uncommon. And even in the kitchen, even on the top, on the stove, some people only have two rings, which to a lot of people listening may be like, oh my God, how do you cook with two rings and no oven? But you make it work. Also the Spanish refrigerators, because the bagels need to be in the refrigerator overnight. And Spanish refrigerators are a lot smaller and don't mm. have near that 
recipe that I grew up with, at least. And so, you know, that was a challenge of where to stick a tray of bagels among all of your normal milk and eggs and all of your normal food at home. So yeah, you definitely have to find ways to make things fit into the Spanish sized kitchens and the Spanish sized appliance, but we figured it out. Now you've got a huge oven, you've got a huge fridge. How many bagels are you currently making per day? Right now, during the quarantine, we're making about 250 bagels a day. And this is uh, not only a huge jump from what we were doing before the quarantine, because we just opened in January. So we were, you know, getting into a groove, but it's a huge jump from what I was doing with Bruja's Bakery, because during that time, I always thought, wow, today I made 60 bagels, a huge amount. And I look back and it's nothing compared to what we're doing now, because while we do have the machines to help us like a mixer to mix the dough and um, a big oven that can handle 72 bagels at a time versus 12, and we can boil a lot more bagels at one time, we still are rolling each and every bagel by hand. And so 225 bagels takes between doing everything else we need to do to keep the business going, it takes us hours. And so we, while we could make more, our capacity in this actual kitchen, it's big and it has the space and it's a lot better than what we were doing before but 250 maybe 300 is our our top capacity and so that's what we're doing right now wow that is a lot of bagels on a daily basis you must be waking up pretty early to to get this all started i feel like i'll get a lot of backlash for saying this but i really don't go that early but it's only because right now we're doing a delivery Mm. system during the quarantine and we're not starting the deliveries until about 11 o'clock in the morning so i don't really need to be there until 7 30 8 o'clock latest and so I know there's a lot of people who have had a full day by eight in the morning but for me it's that's a pretty decent start time but when we're open normally we needed to get there by seven normally to get everything going but the difference is that with the quarantine everything needs to be done and cooled by the time the bagels go out because we don't want people to get warm bagels they get warm bagels is is great but warm bagels also makes a soggy bag So it needs to be completely cooled before it goes. Whereas when we were open normally, we could have warm bagels and that's fine. Who doesn't love a warm bagel and a nice coffee? Yeah, no, for sure. Now, I just want to put out this. 8.30 is early to me. I don't get up until (laughs) 9. So there's no judgment here. I was just going to say the American in me thinks that 8.30 is very late. But I guess on the Spanish side, that's a pretty normal, if not early, start time. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So I have a confession to make. Before trying your bagels, I hadn't actually tried a bagel before. Never. Never. I am shocked that you had never had a bagel before. I didn't. I don't think I knew that the first time you came into the shop. You were so natural eating your pizza bagel there. So I don't think I knew that. And for me, it's so weird because I grew up with them. So when people say they haven't had them, I understand Spaniards because it's to them, it's bread or it's not bread. But when other people have not had them, it's so shocking to me because it's, it was such a part of growing up. Yeah, no, I, I'm so glad that I tried it because now I'm addicted and in particular to the everything bagels. I mean, I've tried them all, but for some reason, the, 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 whatever you're putting on those bagels, it's like you can't really work it out when you're eating it but you like it, but you don't necessarily want to know what's on it. It's such a weird thing going on in your head. The everything bagels are our most popular bagel. Everyone loves everything. You're not alone in that. It's pretty simple, but it's that combination of garlic and onion and salt that really gets people. And it kind of goes with everything. We even get people who want sweet things with everything bagels. No judgments. You can do whatever you like, but everyone loves everything. I personally am actually not a huge fan of everything bagels, which is... I don't know, probably an awful thing to say. Well, you've probably eaten so many different bagels in your lifetime compared to me, who's only tried a few. I think I've had more bagels in the last two years than anyone should ever have in 
<laughs> so do you have a favorite bagel? Well, this is going to be a boring answer, but my favorite type of bagel, I like plain bagels. I like plain bagels for a couple of reasons, but most of the most of it is that you don't get seeds all over the floor. I was working from home for such a long time that I think I've had a little of a PTSD thing going on with finding seeds around the house. I was finding them everywhere and I still we have been out of here, you know, not working at home for the last almost 5 months now and I still find seeds around the house. So anything that doesn't shed is good for me. So I, I like a nice plain bagel. And for the topping, I'm pretty boring. I like cream cheese, maybe some salmon, if I'm feeling a little pizzazz. A little fancy. Yeah, a little fancy. Or just a bagel with butter and coffee. I like it simple. But again, I think that's because I kind of have overdosed on bagels in the last couple of years. So simple is better. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't need to complicate things. I think a lot of people are trying to make food Instagrammable. Mm -hmm. And that's great and it looks good. But in reality, are we really eating all these fancy looking meals when really we just need a bit of bread and butter, you know? <laughs> exactly. Do you have a favorite bagel place? It can't be your own. Ooh, that's tough. I have a lot of favorite bagel places because actually we have done a ton. We call it research where Luis and I have traveled to New York. We've traveled to different places, try the bagels and see what they're doing well, what we would like to create here in Madrid that can be similar to these other places. But my favorite bagels that I've ever had, there's a little place in Ventnor, New Jersey. I actually don't know the name of it because it's a place that when I go to the beach with my family, we go walking in the morning and we walk like 45 minutes to this bagel shop where they have a ton of people there and a ton of people working. They're only open in the morning and they have the most amazing bagels. And I have no idea what it's called, but it's my favorite. I'll keep it a secret. We keep it a secret because you want everyone to come to your shop here in Madrid. Exactly. So, which everyone should. If you're listening and you haven't been or ordered any bagels from Mazel's, you need to do it because they are addictive and you will not be able to stop. It's like Pringles. You open a box of Pringles and then within 30 minutes, you've eaten them all. Like I buy, what, eight bagels I get in, in one delivery. I've only got two left <laughs> and I only got them last week. They're so addictive. So let's talk about the situation. Mm -hmm. We're in lockdown. This is a situation none of us could have prepared for. How is business right now? I actually feel really, really grateful to be able to say that this situation has not been horrible to us. And I feel, you know, people keep saying, thank you for being open during this time. And thank you for staying in business and giving us something to look forward to. But I feel the need to stand on top of the rooftop and yell thank you to everyone for ordering. Some people order every single week and people order for themselves and they order for their friends and they order for families and they're keeping us afloat. And it's absolutely mind-blowing the kind of support we've had in the last six or eight weeks, however long it's been. It's nothing that we expected because when this all went down, especially, you know, early March, I remember people coming in saying, have you heard, have you heard you're going to need to close tomorrow or you're going to need to close after this weekend. And it's scary because we had just opened in January and as a new business, we don't have enough cash to, in the bank to just not be open. And this is the kind of thing that can tank a business. So it was really scary to hear that we might be closed for two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. No one had any idea. So when it started, we were closed at first because we weren't sure, are we allowed to be open? What's the deal? And after kind of figuring out what the rules were, 
we stayed closed for only about four days and then we quickly rallied and figured out a delivery system and we have our delivery driver Juan Pablo I feel like I need to give him a shout out it would not be possible without him we found him and he's become part of like an integral part of our team to making this work and people have been amazing with what they're ordering and we've been busier than ever which I feel very grateful to say so if you're listening and you've ordered Thank you. No, I think it's great. And uh, I was speaking to some other business owners here in Madrid and we were talking about delivery. And sometimes it's quite difficult to get a delivery service up and running because there's just so many logistical parts that you need to think about. Because you were so new and so quick thinking that you're able to do this and obviously having a delivery driver is key. He's pretty busy right now driving all around Madrid, giving everyone their bagel treats. Yes, he is very busy. On any given day, he can go to 20 to 45 people's houses in a day. Wow. Riding all over Madrid. And yeah, it's difficult to get a delivery thing up and running because we had been, before this all started, we had been looking into working with Global. We can work with them, but it's a slow process. And so for businesses that are not already on those platforms, it's not just like you say, okay, today let's do delivery with Uber Eats or with Global. It takes time. It can take weeks. So it's a slow process. It's not that easy and it can be expensive to do that as well. So I feel really lucky that we figured it out and that it's worked out for us. But I will say that our type of business also, it works with this, you know, that we can tell people you're going to get your bagels between 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. And it's fine. People are at home they don't mind. But if it's, you know, I listen to your Asian army podcast, if I order Asian army dinner, and they say, okay, your food will be delivered between 11am and 6pm, I'd be like, but I wanted it for dinner, or I wanted it to come fresh. Mm. And it's not the kind of thing that you can just throw in the freezer, whereas the bagels, they can arrive anytime. So it really works for us. And it's been okay. I'm so happy to be able to say that. Yeah, no, it's really great. So anyone that wants to order bagels, what is the process they need to do to get their hands on these amazing bagels? <laughs> it's pretty easy. You can order on our website where you can pay, you can add things to your cart and then just pay directly with your credit card. Or you can write to us on Instagram and we will contact you for payment and kind of delivery address and all of that. You can call the shop, but only when we're there. Um, or you can send us an email. So there's lots of different ways to get in contact. And I'm pretty good about staying on top of things and responding pretty quickly. Perfect. And everything on your website shows all the different types of bagels they can order, the cakes, the cookies. Mm-hmm. All of it's on the website. The only thing that's not up to date is that our sandwiches, if you want a sandwich, you just type it in the box and we'll get back to you. You can't add a sandwich to your cart. That's the only wow. thing. So if you're listening right now, get onto the website. The website is masalmadrid.com start adding things to your cart so you can have your bagels as soon as possible because she's only making a certain amount of bagels and you do run out of bagels don't you yeah when we were open we know i don't like throwing bagels out at the end of the day and i prefer to just sell out than to have too many so we do sell out and we try to predict it how many people are going to come in how many will we need and i swear it's some kind of weird bagel law you make a lot of bagels unless People can't come in and you make less bagels and everybody comes in. So we do our best to predict it, but we do sell out. And now we also sell out. We've been selling out pretty much every day. So we just add people to these different lists as they as the orders come in. And we try to get everyone their bagels when they want them. We do our best, but we're, we're human. Yeah, of course. When your shop is open, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks or month or however long it's going to be, people can pre-order bagels and come and pick them up. Is that right? 
Yes, you can pre-order so that you're sure that if you come in, they will be there. You can let us know what you want, when you want it, and how many. And you can come right in and we'll have them ready for you. And if you want, you can just walk on in, get your bagel, take a seat in this little cute New York style label shop as well. Yes, I cannot wait to be open and get back to that. Because, you know, working like this is is great. It's efficient. When we're done, we get to go home, but it's hard not seeing people. The best, you know, for me, the best part about having this business is not standing in the kitchen and making 200 bagels by hand. It's the seeing people and talking to them and hearing about their lives and seeing how our bagels can bring people together. It's the actual connection with people and not so much the actual making the bagel. So I'm very excited for all of this to be done and so that we can get back to normal life and normal socializing and have a have a nice summer. Yeah, for sure. So let's have a think about how you think people that are listening can support the food and drink industry here in Madrid right now, including yourselves. What can people do to help places like you stay afloat and hopefully stay open so that we can come and visit you in person? I would say you just put your money where you want to see success. Continue to spend money in businesses and restaurants and cafes that you love and do it now, do it for yourself, but also buy things for other people. We've had a huge number of people that are buying packages for their friends, for their family, for someone that they know is at home alone, for their neighbor. So spend money for yourself, spend money for other people and When all of this is over and everything is open, continue to go out and all the money that you've been kind of saving now, go out and spend it later. And that's the best way you can really show your support. And another way is also to just send messages to the business that you love and tell them that you're excited for them to be open again. Share information about them with your friends. Write a Google review, which really, really helped. But just being financially supportive, but also emotionally supportive. I think during right now is really helpful, especially for me. I find that working like like this is exhausting and sometimes a bit draining. It can be emotionally draining and physically incredibly draining. So to receive messages that people love what they're getting and that it made their day, it made their week is the most amazing thing. It makes it completely worth it. So to always just tell the businesses that you love, why you love them and how it really brightened your day, I think is really important now, but also anytime. Now we've been talking a lot about bagels and your shop but let's talk a little bit about your favorite places in Madrid I'm not sure if now that you've got this new place if you're able to go out and enjoy maybe a dinner or a lunch somewhere because you're so busy but do you have any favorite places you like to go and eat Oh, yeah. The busy thing is a, is a big problem. <laughs> I used to go a lot more than I do now. Obviously not now, but when things were normal, you know, getting a business off the ground has been busier than ever. When I only work eight hours a day, it feels like I've worked half a day. So I go out a lot less, but this is a hard question because I'm not someone who goes to the same places over and over again. My favorite types of places when I do have free time are the, you know, those old man Spanish bars, the mm-hmm. cafeterias. For me, that's my absolute favorite place whether it's a Saturday night or a Sunday I love the places where you can go and have a tanya and some tapas with friends and that are you know there's trash all over the floor and the bartender (laughs) knows you and you see people from your neighborhood for me that's the best because it's so authentically Spanish and it's the type of place that you couldn't just go to the U.S. and open up a, a Spanish cafeteria it would never work you throw trash all over the floor and people would write horrible things about you Mm -hmm. and so 
for me, I, that's where I like to spend my free time. But I love La Colectiva. It's a, I think they're a vegan cafe. And when I used to have free time to go to places for lunch, I used to love going there. And then there are a couple of places that I was looking forward to visiting when all of this coronavirus happened. And so I'm really excited to go when everything opens up and everything's back to normal to be able to go check them out. And so one of those places is called Hermanas Arce. And it's this really cute looking cafe where they make homemade food and they have pastries and it looks very much like a really nice place to go and have a nice lunch or a coffee. And then there's an, an Israeli restaurant called Bardaganzo. It's in Chueca. And I've heard amazing things about it. And we were going to go the weekends before this lockdown happened and they were completely full. So I'm looking forward to getting out and going to check out some new places when this is all over. Yeah. More than the food itself, I'm just looking forward to going out and being in a social place and seeing people and the atmosphere and the happiness, the just the community more than actually the food. I'm, yeah, no, I'm very definitely. much looking forward to it. Yeah, because the most social I've been is in the supermarket. And everyone is obviously trying to social distance, which is difficult in a supermarket because of the aisles and the trolleys or the carts. And people are scared. There's a lot of fear and people are very focused on, okay, I need to buy this, I need to buy this. So the once kind of enjoyable experience, if you enjoy shopping in the supermarket, is gone. So it'll be nice to just get out. Yeah. And for people to relax right now, there's so much tension in the air and everyone mm. is just, everyone has this suspicious look on their face. <laughs> and I feel like I can't sneeze in public. Before we wrap up today, just let everybody know all the different places again that they can come and find you. So uh, let us know the website, where to find you on Facebook, Instagram. Okay, so you can find us on our website where you can get the full menu and everything that we offer. It's Masal Madrid at masalmadrid.com. You can email us at masalmadrid at gmail.com or we respond on Facebook if you search Masal Bagels and on Instagram at Masal Bagels. I would say I'm most active on Instagram, so that's the easiest way to get in contact, but we're pretty good about responding anywhere that you try to find. Perfect. Me. Well, thank you so much, Tamara, for coming on this podcast episode today. I've learned so much about bagels and I'm sure once this is out into the world you're going to get a flood of new orders so you better get ready to make some more bagels oh no we'll have to expand our kitchen a little bit <laughs> but thank you so much for having me on this has been so much fun oh, you're welcome well enjoy your little day off before you go tomorrow and get some rest and I will see you in person very soon all right thank you bye-bye I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you did, please share this with your friends and family. In the meantime, if you're not already part of our communities on Facebook, feel free to join us at facebook.com forward slash eatoutglobal, where you'll find all the links to the six different groups we have in Spain to connect with other food lovers and share your favorite places to eat and drink in these cities. Speaking of which, I'm getting hungry, so I'll see you next time.